Oh, hey, you remember me? Yeah, I'm still here. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, stay-at-home mama, mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone, and today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. You know my favorite thing to do is to talk about the shit no one else wants to talk about. Like, why are y'all obsessed with sweeping shit under the rug? Did your grandma teach you how to do that or what? Because I am not about it. I'm like, let's lift this bitch up and clean out the floor because I want to talk about it all. And today, our topic is pretty specific. And if you haven't experienced this or you're not going to experience this in your life, stick around anyway. It might be entertaining. (laughs) We might cry a little bit. And if you're in similar shoes to me, this just might be the validation that you've been looking for. Today, we are chatting about your marriage after a baby. And when I tell you I am not going to hold back, we're about to get real close and personal. Okay, here we go. I literally just had to stop and take a drink of my pre-workout because I am going to move my body after this. But also, I'm just amped and ready to spill. This is shit that I had no freaking clue about before Lars came into this world. And I wish I had because I felt like a fucking crazy person. I felt so alone and isolated in the first couple months of his life, thinking no other mom possibly felt this way about her husband. And it feels like a really lonely place to be. So let me paint you the picture. We're going to set the scene and I'm going to start off with a real life story. If you've had a baby, you know what those first weeks, couple of months are like. You're fucking clueless. I don't care what you say. I don't care how many fucking books you read. I don't care how many classes you went to. I don't care how many podcasts you listened to or what research you did. You don't fucking know what you're doing. Period. (laughs) You don't. And you will not convince me otherwise. You are winging it. And you are hoping and praying to God that some sort of instincts are going to fucking kick in. Because otherwise, everyone's screwed. So, our story starts after the first couple weeks of newborn bliss. Like, when I tell you newborn bliss, like, my body is destroyed. I had a vaginal birth, which I wouldn't trade for the world. It was beautiful and magical and also the most horrifying thing I've ever done in my life. But my body is wrecked after that, right? As you can imagine. So those first couple weeks, it's like 
we're not sleeping because one, he makes noises and we constantly are like, something's wrong. We got to get up and check on him. Two, the baby is up every single hour, right? So we're getting up with him. Derek and I are just double teaming everything. Like if one of us is up, we're both up. We are doing diaper changes together. We are feeding the baby together, okay? And just for some background, I chose to breastfeed. I am still on my breastfeeding journey, but just so you know, that's what I decided to do. And no, my husband did not get a say in that, okay? I decided I wanted to breastfeed, and there was no conversation. However, he is extremely supportive and agrees that that is the best decision for our family right now. But we're up no matter if, you know, first couple weeks, it is bliss. We are exhausted and tired, but we are in this little bubble of love and we've got family bringing us food and, you know, when people are here, I'm keeping up with like the chores around the house, getting laundry done, cleaning the floors, like doing the dishes, everything. It's all pretty smooth sailing. Okay. And after those first couple of weeks, things changed. Derek had to start going back to work at the office, which meant I was with the baby 24 seven and like a eight hour chunk of the day. I had no reprieve. I'm napping with the baby on my chest. I'm trying to close my eyes when I can. I'm rarely eating because who the fuck has time for that? Right? So we're now he's three to six weeks old. Okay. This chunk of time. And I got it in my brain that because Derek was going back to work, I needed to start getting up with the baby by myself at night. So for a few nights in a row, I just start, you know, not waking Derek up when I'm going to get up and feed the baby. And I'm sitting in the nursery and he's the putziest fucking eater in the world. So we're in there forever while he's trying to nurse and my body's exhausted. I'm drained. I'm thirstier. I am more thirsty than I've ever felt in my life. You could have plopped me down in a fucking desert and I wouldn't be feel as thirsty as I've been breastfeeding. It is bizarre. But I'm sitting in the nursery and I've gotten into this habit now where Derek doesn't get up with us in the night and I've just kind of adopted this attitude and mentality that I'm a one-woman show. This is my baby. I take care of him by myself. And that went on for a couple of weeks. Mind you, my hormones are still entirely out of whack. My body is still adjusting. I'm crying every single day, right? Okay, but this is where it gets good. Because there's one particular night after this pattern had been going on for a couple weeks where a shocker baby's not sleeping. I pick him up out of his bassinet next to the bed and I kind of, you know, stomp to the nursery with him and, you know, I'm not mad at the baby. Okay. I'm just like mad at the world for not letting me sleep. I'm whatever. So I am up for probably, I don't know, at least third or fourth time that night and I plop myself down in the rocking chair in the nursery 
and I get the baby on the boob. And before you know it, I am sobbing so hard over this baby. Like the thought of drowning him literally crossed my mind. Like are my tears going to harm my baby, you know, right now? Because I am sobbing uncontrollably. And so he's just nursing away and I'm trying to mop up this puddle that I've become. And he's content as can be. Baby's great. He's nursing. That's his favorite place to be. And it fucking sent me over the edge when from the master bedroom down the hall, I can hear Derek snoring. I would be lying if I said some very vulgar thoughts did not cross my mind, potentially involving his face and my pillow when I get back in there. Okay. And I'm not joking. It sounds funny now talking about it but in that moment I was like who the fuck does this man think he is the audacity to be snoring while I am in here sobbing my face off uncontrollably because God knows the last time I slept for more than 30 minutes at a time I probably haven't showered in a couple of days Um, I don't get to move my body I have no hobbies I have no social life My life now revolves around this tiny human, protecting him, feeding him, keeping him alive, helping him develop, grow into a great young person. Like that is my life. And he has the audacity to be fucking snoring in the next room. It sent me. I have never despised a person so much in my entire life. Never. I was like, I can't stand you. So obviously what we were doing wasn't working. (laughs) So the next day, I, I refrained from using the pillow on his face, okay? The next day, I let him have it. I was like, I can't do this. This isn't working you have got to show up for me in different ways and support me. Yes, I understand that it was my decision to breastfeed and you, you know, there's certain limitations to what you can do in circumstances because of that, but you've got to show up. You have to be moral support for me. You have to comfort me. You need to get me snacks and water. Like we have to find a way for you to support me so that I can stop hating you now. And You know, this was all happening in the time period before I've been cleared for sex. So our intimacy is extremely low. Like there is no connection in your marriage after the baby. I'm sorry. Those first two weeks were amazing. We were extremely in sync and connected and just loving on our baby. And after that, when I went into this weird like twilight zone where I needed to do everything by myself and got myself all in a tizzy it things got fucked up okay so we're not connecting anymore we are so far distanced you know Derek leaves for work in the morning and says let me know if you need anything throughout the day he calls in the middle of the day to check in and see how we're doing and I am giving him one word answers I'm like we're fine I'm just tired everything's fine 
yep, he gets home from work. Okay, well, I'm going to go out in the garage, which we built a home gym so that he could be close and help with the baby. And well, I'm going to go out in the garage, even though I just got home from work, and I'm going to work out, and that's going to take two to three hours. And, and by the time I come in, you'll have already put the baby down for the night and, you know, all of this stuff. I, so you can see how my resentments were just building and building and building. And we had to have a lot of conversations about it feels like your life went back to normal and my life is completely flipped on its head. And y'all, the thing is, I had to have empathy for him. Derek's instincts about becoming a parent are so different from mine. And when we opened up the conversation, do you know what he said to me? He said, babe, you have all of the instincts about what his cries mean and how to take care of him and support him. And when is he tired? And, you know, when does he need to eat? And how does he need to be comfort? He's like, you got all of that. He said, do you know what happened to me the second you gave birth to him and I saw you holding him? He said, I thought about how I needed to get back to work and bust my ass so I could provide for our family financially. How I needed to level up my career so that I could take care of us and we never have to struggle. He said, that's what kicked in for me. And I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that his drive was just different from mine. Physically, like biologically, he can't understand what I've been through. Hormonally, you know, the bodily changes, the connection I feel to Lars. Like, is he an amazing dad? 100%. And I knew he would be. That is honestly what drew, drew me to him early in our relationship. I was like, you would be a great dad. And that's so attractive, right? But he does not have the same instincts as I do. And so once I discovered that empathy of like, you literally cannot understand my experience, but that doesn't invalidate it. Okay, now we can figure this out. And from that point on, from that really tough conversation where I was bearing my soul, And telling him, you know, I'm having some really nasty thoughts in the middle of the night about up and like running away with this baby because your snoring is, you know, sending me through the wall. Like, I don't, I can't do this, right? I was super vulnerable and told him that. And he was shocked. He was having such a hard time understanding how I could be feeling these think so deeply these such negative thoughts but he took the time to listen to not get defensive right and y'all this like big drawn out conversation happened one time but there were a lot of smaller conversations leading up to it and there's been follow-up conversations okay so it's not like this one and done deal where we solved all of our issues and everything's been rosy since It has been so challenging. We spent almost 10 years together before we brought Lars into this world. We met when we were 19 and we turned turned 30 this year. So we got into a groove. We know how to operate just the two of us really fucking well. 
And then you add in this tiny helpless human who needs you every moment of every single day. And it changes everything. So all of this to say, I've cried a lot of tears. I've questioned whether I was going crazy, whether it was hormones, whether my feelings were actually valid, whether I was just losing it from lack of sleep, whether my marriage was going to last or not. Like all over the course of like six weeks, this happened. That is such a short time frame in the scheme of things. But now that we're out of it, now that I have slept some hours consecutively each night, now that we are connecting and we can be intimate again, now that our relationship is somewhat back to what it was before, now that we have evenings to spend quality time together, right? All of these things have helped us create this new normalcy for our family. But I had no idea how tough it was going to be. So all those negative thoughts you've had, all the tears you've cried, all the fights with your partner, like there were times where I got so upset with Derek about like trivial things that I would, at one point I um, called him a fucking asshole and we don't do name calling in our house. I know that's like normal for some families. We don't do that. Um, so that was really terrible for us. Um, there were times when my breast milk got spilled and I sat and sobbed and then I later yelled at him for not comforting me appropriately. Like I have had to humble myself and learn how to one, apologize, come back and say, I did not handle that in a way that felt good for me. And I am sorry. I've had to learn how to tell him exactly what I need, not play these games where I'm like, well, we've been together for 10 fucking years. You should know what I need by now. That's not fair to him. He shouldn't have to guess, right? When I need something, it's okay for me to verbalize that to him. Um, and I have learned that there is no one else I'd rather do this journey with. Derek is my best friend. He makes me laugh like no one else. He drives me bonkers. And he's amazing. He's an amazing dad. Like Lars couldn't ask for a better dad. And honestly, I couldn't ask for a better partner in all of this. So find what works for you. For us, you know, it went we went to I started exclusively pumping so that we could still breastfeed, but that he could get up with me in the night feed the baby while I pump so that there's this sense of camaraderie and support that we're both in this together. And that's working really great for us there. He, you know, still works out of the office, but he also works the mornings at home. So he stays at home until about noon and then he goes to work. He has changed up his workouts so that he can get it done while the baby's sleeping. Um, They're a little bit shorter than they used to be. You know, we've just really found ways to navigate this and not just survive, but grow stronger together. He's learned how to be 
understanding of my emotions and I've learned how to articulate how I'm feeling in the moment without waiting and bottling it up until I explode and just lash out on him. So this, let this be your reminder. No matter what season of life you're in, whether you also have a new baby, whether you've, your kids are grown and gone, whether you're not ever planning on having a family, whatever that you know looks like for you. I shouldn't say planning on having a family. We all have a family and you don't have to have kids to have a family. So that, <laughs> that was poor words. Um, but you know what I'm saying, right? If you are in any season of life, please let this be your reminder that we all go dark sometimes. We all think thoughts that we would rather not ever say out loud or admit to having, Okay. It's okay, and you're not alone, and you're not crazy, and there's nothing wrong with you for having these thoughts. It will pass. You will learn how to navigate it if you put forth the effort to figure it out, to say, this new season of life requires a new version of me, right? If you can say that and you can constantly be open to evolving and growing as an individual and in your relationships, then you're going to be just fine. And I know that you are that type of person who is willing to grow and change and evolve because you're here. You wouldn't be listening to these stories and my podcast if you weren't that person. So I am proud of you for that. Don't worry, y'all. I love my husband now more than I have ever have before. We are doing amazing. We are at this point where Lars just turned three months old. He's starting to sleep almost through the night. He only gets up one time. We've got a great system down. He is such a fun baby. He learns something new every day. We are truly enjoying this season of life. But it wasn't always that way. We were miserable for a while and we still survived it and that's okay. It's okay to admit that you don't love every stage of every season of life. That's all right. You're still doing an amazing job. Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.